Okay, so to kick things off, just a bit of an apology for the lateness of the episode. We've uh, it's, it's been, just been one of those weeks, general sort of life and stuff getting in the way. It's been a busy golf weekend as well, so that's been good. But um, yeah, it just meant we haven't got this out as quick as we normally would do. So apologies for that, but hopefully you'll uh, enjoy the content. In this week's episode, we're going to talk through the various results over uh, the last week. We're also going to do a little bit more of a, an in-depth review of, of the US Open. Uh, there's a lot of topics for conversation that came out of that. Um, and we're also going to sort of follow that up with you know, why, why Rory won't win another major. That is, unless he does this one particular thing. And um, we're then going to sort of follow that off with a little bit about some of the, the golf that I've done over the last week and how I've been able to shoot two back-to-back consistent rounds using a particular practice technique. And um, that is uh, also to come up. So um, without further ado, let's uh, get into the content. So the big question is this. How do regular golfers like us, who have jobs, families and very little spare time, how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray. Welcome to Golfing Secrets. Okay, so welcome to this episode 20 of uh, the Golfing Secrets podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk through the various results over uh, the last week. We're also going to do a little bit more of a, an in-depth review of, of the US Open. Uh, there's a lot of topics for conversation that came out of that. Um, and we're also going to sort of follow that up with you know, why, why Rory won't win another major. That is, unless he does this one particular thing. And um, we're then going to sort of follow that off with a little bit about some of the, the golf that I've done over the last week and how I've been able to shoot two back-to-back consistent rounds using a particular practice technique. And um, that is uh, also to come up. So um, without further ado, let's uh, get into the content. Okay, so uh, as we say, we're going to just cover off some of the news from the tours. I say news, it's more results this week. And, um, you know, with, uh, with... the the whole live situation we can do a whole episode on on live and what's happening with the the merger with the PGA Tour we're not going to focus on that this week uh, the main focus really has to be on some of the other results that have come about and we had a win for uh, Irish lady Leona Maguire um, she won her second um, LPGA uh, Tour event um, and that was the the Maya LPGA Classic and um, she won that she's now f- found she's sixth in the CME rankings now off the back of that particular win. Now, uh, for those that aren't, aren't, aren't sure, the CME rankings are, they're basically 
the equivalent of the men's FedEx Cup. So uh, the ladies, as do the men, play various tournaments throughout the year. They get awarded points depending on how they finish in each of those tournaments. And at the end of the year, the person with the most points wins the CME rankings um, uh, for the year. And um, so it puts her up into sixth with that. So um, that's really good for her. She, she really sort of came to the forefront for those that didn't don't know who she is she really came to the forefront when uh she played in the solheim cup which is the equivalent of the men's Ryder cup and um she uh was i think she was three and oh she won all of her all of her matches and you know really sort of came to the forefront then but obviously since then she's now gone on and and won um a couple of events on the lpga tour as well so um going really well i suppose the next the next thing on the list would be for her would be um a, a major women's major now interestingly enough this week on the lpga tour the next event is actually the women's um pga championship so it's the kp kpmg pga championship it's in uh Baltusaral, um uh, golf club i think that's how you say it which is in springfield in new jersey um my my geography isn't the best and um springfield is the is sort of like the town or the area uh, new jersey is the count is the uh, state so when we think of states, we think of counties in the UK. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my bit of geography for everybody this uh, this uh, this year. So that's in New Jersey. So um, fingers crossed, we we can come up with um, a win for her on that. That would be that would be something back to back wins. Um, tough thing to do, but um, there's going to be a lot of competition for that tournament. So uh, be interesting to see, and we may even do a. A, a bit more of an in-depth review of that one um, after the weekend. So, um, so good luck to everybody taking part in that. Uh, on the DP World Tour, there were no tournaments this week because of the US Open, so um, there's, there's nothing there to, 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 to talk about really. But uh, this week, it's the BMW International Open in Germany, uh, in Munich, and uh, the defending champion for that is uh, Lee Houghton. Um, he last year he. He sunk a 50-foot putt in on the first playoff hole to beat Thomas Peters last year. So he's there defending uh, defending that uh, title. And I have to say, I do have a bit of a place in my heart for him because he um, he actually gave me one of his golf balls after finishing a round at the Open. So um, uh, I don't know if you can see it here. It's sort of about there somewhere. There you go. You can just sort of see it there. So, um, so he's uh, a bit of a bit of a soft spot for him. Hopefully, he can do well in that. Um, and that's for um, on the DP World Tour. So, there's no live event this week. So, again, there hasn't been a live golf um, tournament for about three or four weeks now. And uh, the next one is next weekend, which is a weekend of the. 29th or 30th something like that um and so the next live event is then there's obviously all the stories rumors questions in the background um still going on around the merger with with the pga tour and live and the public investment fund so there's all of those those rumors and questions still banding around there's more questions than answers at the moment but i do think that over the coming sort of days weeks 
uh, and months yeah, as we get more information as to what's really going to be happening um, with the merger then you know we'll, we'll certainly do some some episodes to, to cover that off one thing that was quite quite funny though was as part of the US Open in the in the interviews they were doing with some of the players you had Matt Fitzpatrick who was the defending champion at the US Open this week and he uh, the very the first question they asked him was you know what does he think about what's happening with with uh, Liv and the PGA merger and you know, he answered it quite quite rightly to say, well, he knows as much as anybody else as we do. So, you know, th- there's going to be a lot more to come from that story. Um, we'll cover it off in some of the episodes, um, may even do some snapshot um, views on the TikTok channel. But um, yeah, so, so that's it for this week in terms of results uh, and what sort of happened. Coming on to uh, sort of the next topic for this, this episode really is, I just want to cover off the US Open and in, just in a little bit more detail because you know we we, we know Wyndham Clark won the event which was 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 astonishing really he played some such solid golf throughout the whole weekend um and it's actually his second win of of the year because he won at Quail Hollow um and played some just fantastic green he beat Rory by one shot and we'll talk about the Rory sort of side of things um, in a bit more detail later. But um, Tita Green, he was he was something else. Um, he took everything in his stride. Uh, there was a, a slight moment um, as he was sort of he was three shots ahead at one point, and and then ended up with uh, dropping a couple of shots and, and was just sort of one stroke ahead. And there was just that one moment that if he hadn't made one particular sort of up and down or made a good bogey, in fact, then, you know, I think it could have gone the other way and, and Rory might have ended up winning. But um, he he managed to sort of take what was a, a poor shot for him, given the way he'd been playing that week, to a, to a particular green, ended up in the rough, took two to get out of the rough and then took two putted for, for a bogey. But it was all a bit too late, really, to to enable sort of McElroy to come come through and sort of win. Um, but the main topics for this particular sort of conversation really focus around the event itself and, and the Los Angeles Country Club because, you know, when, when you're watching it, normally when you're watching events on, on TV um, or even if you're, if, you're, if you're lucky enough to go there, you know, there, there's always big crowds, um, particularly at the majors. You know, they, they have hundreds of thousands of people that attend these things. But at the LA Country Club, there just didn't really seem to be many people there. Whenever you looked on the telly, it's, normally you would see loads of fans sort of there, but they just didn't seem to be many there. And and there, there were a couple of reasons for that. Now, one reason was... You know, they'd only they'd only allowed twenty five thousand tickets in total for the event. Now, of those twenty five thousand tickets, sixty percent of those tickets went to um, went to um, sorry forty percent went to hospitality. The other sixty percent, which was about fourteen thousand tickets, um, were were split between LA Country Club members, of which half were given meaning only 7,000 tickets were given to what you would class as sort of walk-in um, spectators. And, you know, to have that, just it's just not enough. 
it, it meant that there was no real atmosphere. Uh, and in particular, when it came to sort of the event towards in the in the final round, it meant that, for, from my, in, in my my humble opinion, it meant that Wyndham Clark really wasn't under any pressure. You know, if things weren't going well, you didn't get so much of the the atmosphere from the crowd and doing their ooh, their ahs, and their cheering if if something went well. And I think that helped by not putting pressure on him because, you know, if Rory happened to make a a um, a, a great up and down or a good birdie or a, or an eagle or something, you know, there would have been a cheer, but it just wouldn't have reverberated around the, the course because there just weren't enough people there. And I think that certainly, in my opinion, contributed to certainly Rory not winning because he's someone that has said before, you know, he likes playing... He doesn't like playing with no crowds. You know, he said that after the pandemic when they were having to play with no crowds and he was playing some of his worst golf at that time. Um, he feeds off of the crowd. Um, he gets that bounce in his step when he's walking along and you can just see that he's sort of feeling it. And and he certainly wouldn't have got that this weekend. Um, if there'd been bigger crowds, then maybe that might have been the thing that just helped him to sort of get over the line. But but not taking anything away from Wyndham Clark, you know, he played some uh, amazing golf, um, uh, hit more fairways than 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 ever. His his tee to green was was phenomenal. But more importantly, and the, the area where he won it over McElroy was really around his strokes gained around the green. So the times when he, he perhaps didn't miss, um, he did miss the green, you know, his up and down percentage was 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 phenomenal. And, you know, if you compare it to what Rory's was in and around the green, you know, I think he gained nearly three strokes on Rory just in that on that element of the game. All other areas were, were fairly similar. Um, Rory was ahead in terms of of the driving because he's he's just driving it so well. But um, for Wyndham, it was those those up and downs around the green, getting them up and down, and, and make, he made some tremendous putts um, to to do that, and uh, and made it relatively stress free for himself, except for that one sort of instant. But um, yeah, so you know, a, a great win for him. But it does lead me to the to the to the conversation around around Rory, and you know. I put the, the, the title as I was planning this episode out. I, I put down the sort of title, Rory, 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 can he win another major? And then I was thinking, well, actually, I, I don't think he will do unless he does one particular thing. Now, not to spoil things, but my, my overriding feeling is that he will win another major. I think he's 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 too good a player to not win another major. And also when he does win that next major, I think he'll then go on to win, you know, a few more maybe. And, you know, that, that might well start, you know, this coming July with the with the Open because it's being held at Royal Liverpool Golf Club in Hoylake. And um, that's where he won his Open Championship before. So um, it's, a, it's a place that he'll feel very comfortable at. Um, but it has been a while since he's won. Uh, he last won back in 2014, which was, um, I can't remember what was that. I think it was the PGA Championship. Um, and that, that was the, that was the last major that he won. So, um, it, it just feels too long for a player of his ability and certainly the way he's, 
you know, all aspects of his game are at the moment. Um, I think he's, he's, I think he's personally, I think he's on the verge, but it will rely on him doing one particular thing really well and sharpening it up. And that one thing is his wedge game. He's got to sharpen his wedge game. In particular, that sort of 150 yards and in. The, the amount of times where he's driving the ball so well, putting himself in position where he's only got wedges to, to greens, um, he's just not hitting it close enough to the pins to give himself easier putts. A uh, prime example of that was was sort of at the weekend where he needed to... Uh, he he carved carved one into into the rough unusually, which was a bit unusual. Had laid up, and and then had a wedge shot to the green, but gave himself a thirty foot part instead of what potentially could have been a six to ten foot part, um, and and he was putting well. So you know he's just got to give himself you know much better opportunities. Uh, and chances from those closer distances because you know he's second to none in terms of of how he drives the ball um and he's just got to really sharpen up on that on that wedge game to give him give himself those better chances and that's the one thing he needs to do now as i say i think he will he will get that sorted um you know clearly i know i'm i'm bit of a Rory Rory nut and a Rory fan but um I do I do honestly think he will get that sorted he's just playing too well not to win another major now and if he can sharpen up that one aspect that one part that wedge game then I think he'll he'll go on and win you know at least another one maybe two or three more so um so that's it yeah so if if you can do that you know i'm i'm available for coaching tips rory if you do want any but um hopefully you can uh, he can he can sharpen up on things anyhow and um and that brings me to the last thing for this week really so i've used this sort of practice technique to uh, improve my own round and over the last week it has now, as well as sort of do all the news and and talk about what's happening on the tours and that. One of the main reasons for doing this podcast was to help others to improve their golf. Um, and so, so with that in mind, I'm going to talk through something that that I did over the last week, and um, and it, it really helped. It made a massive difference to the results that I got. So much so that my handicap dropped by nearly 25% this week alone. Um, now, granted, I've, I've talked over the last, you know, sort of few weeks, maybe sort of two months, about how tough golf has been over the last sort of couple of months. You know, our course has been playing particularly tough. You know, the rough's up, the, fir- the fairways are now getting firmer, um, which is a bit of a catch-22 thing, really, because even though, you know, the rough's up, you know, you could drive the ball further or hit the ball further because the fairways are running that bit further. You know, it's, it's the nature of sort of summer golf. <clears throat> but the downside of that is also that, you know, balls can run further and into rough and into trouble. And you need to try and adapt for that. But um, the, the particular thing that, that I did in terms of my practice technique this week, the one thing that I sort of changed was I'd been swinging the club okay um just not quite getting those breaks um i suppose that's golf all round really but um 
I've also done practice. I've I've practiced. I've gone to the range. I've hit certain types of shots or practice certain shots in particular mid and long irons over the last last sort of uh, sort of month or so to try and sort of improve my accuracy to the green and that's been going okay um but this 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 one tip and th- that I've that I've sort of done this week has has undoubtedly it helped over the weekend and I'll talk about how it helped me uh, in, in a bit but um, this week when I went to the range or I went to the green to do some practice before I went there I looked over my previous rounds had a, just a bit of a thought around you know, the things that I, I sort of had done well and, and everybody can do this um, it's something that everybody can do just just review the rounds that you've played and and without doubt there will always be certain shots that you don't do as well things that come up on a regular basis you know if you're short of the green as as for me i I, you know coming up short on the green was something that i needed to address address before um but there'll be shots that everybody you know has on a more regular basis and um so what you need to do is is think about those previous rounds look at the things that that aren't working as well um, and put, put a focus on just one of those elements so the example for me over the last week was that well we had our club championship over the weekend so it was, it was over two rounds now um, the previous rounds I'd been playing I'd um, I'd been coming up with a with a shot I'd always find myself with 35 to 40 yards to the pin um because I've come up just a little bit short or a little bit right or whatever it is. And I always seem to end up with that sort of a distance. And and I wasn't making enough of those up and downs consistently. And so knowing that, I went to the practice screen and I I spent just over an hour practicing shots for just that distance. That's all I sort of focused on. So I worked a little bit on the technique, but, but... equally just worked on how far I was swinging and the, and the speed of my swing to get into a rhythm for that particular yardage so the balls were landing and, and stopping or landing and running to that um, particular yardage and and for me you know that 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 made such a big difference over the weekend by just focusing on that one thing now we've all got jobs we've all you know don't have as much time to be able to play and practice if, if we are able to practice so we really need to utilize the time when we are practicing that bit that bit more and I think it's it's so important to just focus on that that one thing now lo and behold you know the first hole of both the rounds I played at the weekend I did find myself in in that position I, had, I think I had 40 yards to the pin on one I think I had 35 four yards I think it was to on, on the other one and for both those those opening holes, I was able to up and down both of them to make a par. Now, for me, I actually got a shot on that first hole as well. So extra, extra sort of bonus. But it really gave me the confidence. And and I suppose by practicing that particular distance, that one, let's say, 35 to 40 yard sort of shot, it, it, it just gave me confidence when I had that yardage. And I'm certainly going to take that going forward and and look at certain other yardages that maybe come up on a on a fairly regular basis and then go and work on those distances. I think the next one I, I end up with a there's usually a distance 110 to 115 yards where 
you know, if I could get it in just that little bit better and a bit closer for those type of distances, that will also help. So the the overall tip here is really, you know, when you're going to go to the range, just have some a little bit of a thought about what's the one specific thing you want to work on when you practice and just work on that one thing. As I say, it's particularly useful if you don't have much time for practice and, and it can certainly benefit you as it has done me over the last um, the last two rounds I've played. Um, and in fact, I, I managed to play over the two rounds. I was two, I was net two over par uh, and ended up finishing. I was joint third on points. I ended up fourth basically on count back. Um, but, you know, to have two back-to-back consistent rounds um, shooting that sort of a score. And at the moment, because our course is playing so tough, if you're shooting on or around your handicap, you're in a char- in with a chance of winning because the course is playing tough. So, um, you know, that's the one tip. Focus on that one thing to work on from your previous rounds. Just focus on that one thing. Get it nailed. Get comfortable with that distance. And then you'll, you'll notice the difference and, and we'll certainly, you know, shoot lower scores um to uh to, to sort of help help your golf game and that's really it we're going to finish up on that this week it's been a, a relatively short uh podcast this week um but if hopefully you've got some value from it um uh or any of the episodes that you listen to please the only thing i ask is just share the episode with at least one other golfer um the idea is so can help, help as many golfers as possible um and, and of course, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching this one on YouTube, then post your comments below um, and hit that uh, hit the like button. Uh, if you're on Spotify, also you can put in your comments in the Q and A section. And um, and we'll leave it at that for this week. Hope everybody has good weeks, has played some good golf, get that one thing practiced, and and then shoot some good scores. And uh, we'll catch up with everybody uh, next week. Thanks for listening.